Hi, and welcome to the Kent Now podcast. I'm Mayor Dana Ralph. In this podcast, you will hear from city leaders, city workers, and engaged residents. We discuss local news, current events, and provide educational and engaging content for the Kent resident who wants to stay plugged into our community. Thanks for listening. Now here are our hosts, Josh Mossberg and Tracy Taylor. Welcome back to Kent Now, where we update you on important, fun, and interesting things happening in the city of Kent. My name is Tracy Taylor. Josh Mossberg is off on this episode, but I called in the big guns for this one. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. This is uh, Dana Ralph, I'm the mayor for the city of Kent. <laughs> mayor Dana Ralph, everybody! Yay! Yay! So glad you could be here for this episode. I know Josh is really bummed to miss this one. I'm excited to be here, though. (laughs) We are super excited to have you here. So we're going to kick things off with a little bit of news. And Mayor, you have been so busy. This last week alone, you've made multiple trips to Olympia. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, uh, so session is in. It is a long session, meaning it will go until April 23rd this year. And there is a lot happening. We are seeing more bills drop this session than I think probably in history of our Washington State Legislature. So there's a lot going on. Definitely. And so we just not only caught you um, just a little bit on the video with talking about East Hill North Park and people getting into treatment. So let's let's talk about that. Okay. so, yeah, a couple of different things. There's some legislation happening um, in the public safety realm. One of them that I was down and testified on, um, I think it was the beginning of this week. I believe it is. It all runs together uh, was the Blake decision. So that was a decision by the Supreme Court in Washington to to remove some really important language in our drug statutes that essentially made it no longer a crime to possess or use controlled substances. Very alarming for our community. It also means that we've eliminated a path for people to get into treatment. Sometimes, um, very often, it takes the our system to embrace someone mm-hmm. and give them those really important choices. Do you want to continue your life this way, potentially face um, incarceration, or can we get you into treatment? Mm-hmm. And we've removed that path. If we're not getting people into that custodial care, they're not finding treatment. I feel like this is kind of one of those hot button issues. A lot of people feel certain ways about certain things. And so um, did you find that with your testifying about this, that there was actually some people that felt the same way you did? Oh, absolutely. There's four bills before the legislature right now. Three of them would would restore some level of criminal behavior to the to controlled substances. And one of them, the recommendation was full legalization of everything, which it's scary to me. Fentanyl being legal is not what our community needs. Right. Um, and I think there's some misconceptions on uh, on the on that front. We're not talking about finding ways to lock people in jail for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. We're talking about finding ways to get people the help they need and also holding them accountable for any criminal behavior. And I think I closed my testimony with um, the statement, compassion and accountability can exist at the same time. And let's elaborate a little bit more about compassion, because I find that that's like one of your biggest, strongest points so that you always in every messaging that you put out is compassion's very, very important to you. It is how we treat each other and how we treat everybody matters. And so when you look at someone who is maybe not capable of making the best life decisions because they are in the middle of addiction or mental illness, just saying to them, you can keep living this way. That's not compassionate. That's not taking care of people. Mm-hmm. I, I relate it to being a mom all the time. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't just say to my kids, hey, don't run out into traffic. I tell them you are not allowed to run into traffic. And if you do, there's going to be consequences. I mean, sure. potentially 
you're going to get hit by a car, hit by a car, or you're going to get a lot of tr- get in a lot of trouble when you get home. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, your messaging alone is just very important. And if you want to watch the video, we have linked it up and it is on our Facebook page. So make sure you look out for that. So there's one other thing that we were talking about, and that was the East Hill North Park. Talk a little bit about that and how passionate you are about that, too. We are really excited about this is a capital ask. So it's asking the legislature for money to build something. And in this case, it's the East Hill North Park. It's up there in our Panther Lake neighborhood, not too far from Sunrise Elementary School. And it's a beautiful, natural space that the city's been able to acquire Mm -hmm. that we want to build out. We have been doing a significant amount of public engagement, talking to the neighborhood. What kind of park do you want? What kind of amenities do you want? And we're asking the legislature for... um, some money to help us build out that vision that the community has helped us establish. What are the neighbors asking for in in something like this? So there's always the basic park amenities, a restroom, a picnic table, that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. um, small play area. But the goal of of East Hill North Park is really to allow for a natural space experience. So open fields where people feel like they can connect to nature. I think it's so important uh, as we have our busy lives and And we have fewer and fewer big yards for kids to play in. There's a place for people to gather. And and they were what they're looking for is really that open space, that natural feeling. And so even even we're looking at play equipment that um, while it provides some structured play, has the feeling of being out and being in nature. That's it almost feels like a a camping experience. I think a daytime camping experience is a really great way to put that. That's very cool. Well, then that could be another picnic place to be for sure. All right. Fantastic. So we're also into the week of kindness. And I know this is something very, very near and dear to your heart. No, you know, no pun intended because it is Valentine's (laughs) week. But um, let's talk about the random acts of kindness week and, and your your thoughts and feelings about this. So going into into this year, you know, y'all always think about what are my resolutions? What do I want from this year? The thing that was really on my mind is just helping us all to remember that it just takes a second to be nice to somebody Mm -hmm. that we never know. I mean, you see that saying all the time. You never know what the person you're talking to is dealing with. And it's real. Totally. We don't know what's going on in somebody's life, why they reacted the way they did or or what a difference it can make to somebody. If you just say, hey, how are you? You look great today. Thanks for doing that. Just that one little interaction can make somebody's day. It can make things better. And so that's kind of been my thought for the theme for this entire year is how do we get back to being kind to each other? Mm-hmm. I will tell you when my boys were young and they were in martial arts, every every testing cycle when they would test for a new rank, all the kids were required to do a series of random acts of kindness equal to the age that they were. So if you were eight, you had to perform eight random acts of kindness graph them out for for master die sure. turn it in and that always felt like such a cool thing for kids to you know it was hold the door open for somebody sure pick up a piece of trash um listen to what your mom tells you the first time she tells it <laughs> you know i find that that's kindness right um but it had a huge impact on the kids and it helped them take that step back and say you know what i just need to be good to people. It's so important these days because it's just so and sometimes it can become so toxic out there. So, I mean, even just a smile or holding the door open just it really goes a long, long way. It really does. It's fantastic. And plus, it's a lot of your messaging. And that's what makes you you is because the, the kindness there, too. All right. So we're going to kind of get into a little nitty gritty. Tell me if I'm a new resident to Kent and I want to get to know my government, my neighborhood and my na- my mayor, if I'm coming to the state of the city address, 
what can I expect? Okay, so the State of the City Address is that that speech, that presentation uh, that we do once a year, just to talk about sort of what are the things that the city accomplished last year and what are we looking forward to in the coming year? Mm-hmm. So it's an opportunity for a, for a new resident to go, oh, my government did this or, you know, my, my city council and my mayor did that and just really become engaged. And then also the idea is to help people get excited about the projects we that we have coming. So like the East Hill North Park, we would talk about something like that. Okay, cool. Um, we talked about the roundabout coming and look at it, it's here and everybody loves it because it's amazing. So right? pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just it's really a way to highlight the things that are are happening in the city. We talk about some of the challenges, too, because that's reality. Right. Right. Everything is perfect. Um, and then just give people an insight into what they can expect and and maybe even um, an introduction mm-hmm. as we go through what, you know, each one of our departments and the work that they're doing. And so it helps people to better understand um, government. And there's always somebody that comes and does the national anthem and we've got some city swag and it's just a fun night to connect. Yeah. And we're all deeply looking forward to it. I know our current class at Kent 101 is super excited about this. And we've got such a great diverse class here uh, for the spring session. And that's just one thing that we're talking about. But we're also talking about getting back into the neighborhoods. And I'm going to spring this on you. And I know I didn't put this in our sheet here, but now it gives us an opportunity to get you out once again to start talking to neighborhoods with drinks in the driveway, which was a huge success over the fall. And we're actually looking to bring it back for the summer. So what is your goal with the neighborhoods program, what would you like to see within the next three to maybe six months with the neighborhoods and how you can connect once again with them? I love this. So not not springing at all. I can talk about our neighborhood program all day long. We did do drinks in the driveway. That was your sort of brainchild. You put all that together. I think we ended up with eight neighborhoods. Eight neighborhoods. It was a very busy October. <laughs> it was. But what a great way to connect, right? People bringing their lawn chairs out, sitting in, sitting in their driveway. Yeah. And we just got to talk Kent mm-hmm. um, for a couple of hours and, you know, have some soda. Um, there was a couple neighborhoods that brought out the wine. <laughs> I, they didn't have any wine. Um, and just, you know, ans- get their questions answered. What's happening in my neighborhood? What's being developed on this corner? What can I do about crime? Um, it's I find that connecting people and grounding people in the place that they live mm-hmm. gives them ownership. It makes them feel like they are a part of something and that they that they belong. And that's the whole goal of neighborhoods, right? It's to get to, first of all, to get people to know their neighbors. We all have such busy lives. We put our head down, we get in and out of our car in our garage and we don't see anybody. So let's get out and meet who our neighbors are. We know that makes for a much more livable and safe community. And then connect them to the city that their neighborhood is in. So I think that's the end goal. I really, as we go into this next year, um, would love to see any new neighborhoods that want to organize. Um, You can get a hold of you. Yeah. T. Taylor at Kentwa.gov <laughs> and uh, and work on that that becoming a formal recognized neighborhood. And then let's start planning events, right? How are we going to do drinks in the driveway? Uh, we've got a neighborhood grant program. So mm-hmm. if you and your neighbors want to get together and plant flowers in your in your entryway, the city will, will spend 50% buy the flowers. You put your boots on and provide us with the sweat equity and, and there's a neighborhood improvement project. Let's get into that a little bit more because there's some misconceptions about what the city can and cannot do in that matching grant program. And you and I have talked in depth about the sweat equity. So let's kind of talk about that a little bit more and break that out because I know a lot of people don't really understand that. So explain to me, if I'm new to this, what is that boots on the ground sweat equity? How does that work? So the idea is that the it's, you know, the city's got the financial resource in this in this grant program and the neighbors bring the work 
piece of it. And it, that's got value. So yeah. the number of hours a neighborhood puts in makes up that other 50%. So we're not saying if you've got random numbers, if you've got a $1,000 project that you have to go around and knock on doors at your neighbors and and everybody has to chip in 100 bucks. What we're saying is the city will bring $500 to buy supplies or materials or that kind of thing. And then the neighbors show up and they do the work. So we've had murals painted, entryways built, um, lighting put in, locking mailboxes put in. It, whatever the project is that's important to your neighborhood, mm-hmm. there's probably a way we can figure it out in this grant program. And it's really cool. The grant program is open until April 1st of 2023, so you still have some time to get together with your neighbors. Fill out the application. If you go to kentwa.gov, click down to guides, click on the neighborhood program. It's on the very bottom of the page there. Just click on that. It's an easy, fillable PDF and it comes directly to me and, um, and then we take it to our I want to say grant task force, I guess. That's and good. that's important. Yeah. And so they look over everything and then I go in and I and I talk to them about you and what your project is too. So I hate wrapping this up because, you know, I could sit here and talk to you for hours and hours and hours, but um let's just give one more plug for State of the City, and that's March fourteenth at KM, which is near and dear to your hearts. Right. I have to say go Royals every time somebody says KM. Um as a graduate of KM, very, very proud of that. It's kind of a surreal experience um, being on the stage at KM. I walked in the first year we did it there back into the back area of the band room and up on the whiteboard, it said Mayor Dana Ralph coming for State of the City. And I thought, you know what? 30 plus years ago when I was in band, who would have thought? Wow. I I, I had a moment. I'm not going to, you know, sort of took my breath away. Sure. And I thought, you know, this is this is it. This is what we tell our kids. Sky's the limit. Yeah, totally. Right? You can do whatever you want and you never don't, you never know exactly what that is until you find it. And you never gave up on your dream, did you? Nope. I didn't even know it was my dream, right? That's the, that's the thing. I didn't know that that was going to happen. And here we are. And we love it. So. And, the, and the residents are proud of you and they are dedicated to you. So it's very, very cool. Again, State of the City, March 14th, Tuesday, doors open at 630, event starts at 7. It's free and bring as many people as you want because we would love a full auditorium for that. Mayor, I appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much for doing this with us. No, Tracy, this was a lot of fun and I hope that you invite me back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, don't tell Bossberg. I won't. Tell. Okay. It can be ours. I'll just let him just not come, and then it'll just be us. How about that? Okay. I think we could do this all day. I I agree. I totally agree. Okay, but in the meantime, I know you have work to do, and so do I, and so we're going to end it, and we're going to say thank you again for joining us for Kent Now, and we will see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.